What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome to His Hardline for another episode of 1% with Him. Remember, every day we need to spend at least minimum 15 minutes with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dig a little bit in the Bible and spend a little time in prayer, you know what I mean? If you can't do that, just join us here at His Hardline. We'll get it done. Drop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hisheartline.com. We're happy to have you. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ. As the host, they are the ones that are in charge. They're the ones that run this show. This is their platform. They're at the helm. They're at the wheel, and they're steering this crazy, chaotic ship through these crazy, chaotic waters that we call life. And like I always say, as long as we give up complete surrender to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he's going to steer us into a safe harbor. But we got to we got to weather a little bit some, you know, a little bit of the storm here before we even get to that point. And so uh, but we're here today. It is a beautiful Monday. Actually, I take that back. Well, no, it's still beautiful. I like the rain. It just started raining. If you hear little thunder boomers in the background, we have a storm that's going through. Um I feel like I need to play a little Garth Brooks, you know, the thunder rolls. I feel like I got to lead in with that, but uh, I am not. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's starting to rain, so hee-haw. Uh, so it is July 11th, 2022, and uh, I do want to apologize for the update upon update upon update. I must have did that little two-minute update I did, uh, that little, I guess, advertisement for tomorrow's show. Probably about three different times now. The first time, the first two times, as a matter of fact, I did it on my phone and the sound quality completely stunk. And then, um, and so, so anyway, I got home. I was like, you know what? We're just going to, we're going to do this on the, uh, because after I got home, then I just realized that Donna, who I usually have on, Donna Brandenburg, who I usually have on every Friday uh, because of a personal appointment I have to take care of. Um, and I could not get out of it or move it forward. Otherwise, it'd be, you know, the appointment would go into next year because everyone's so booked. And I guess apparently not enough dentists. Um, we're going to have her on tomorrow. And so we were initially going to have her on at 7.30 p.m. But then she said that she had something that her staff uh, reminded her of, a prior engagement that was already scheduled at 7. And so we landed at 5 p.m. So tomorrow, if you want to listen live at the His Hardline discussion, we will be live at 5 p.m. tomorrow. It won't be a typical two-hour show. It'll be about 50 to 60 minutes, what it typically is on a Tuesday. Um, I'm going to play some sound bites from the previous show that we did with her on Friday because she said three key things that I think people really need to pay attention to that might have gotten overlooked. She's going to have some interesting um, information she's going to bring forward uh, as far as her running as a uh, on the Constitutional um, Taxpayer Party of Michigan. Um, and what her path forward is as, uh, you know, as she proceeds forward with her race for the governor in Michigan. So a lot of interesting stuff, um, but it's all going to be very, it's going to pan out to some very positive outcomes down the road. But again, like I said in the intro, we still got to weather quite a bit of storm yet before we get to that safe harbor where we can have peace and relax and, and enjoy the scenery from our boat. 
So today we're going to be reading out of the book of Philippians, uh, chapter 3, verses 1 through 21. We're going to talk about the goal of life. And today, and as you all know, I bounce back and forth. I typically favor the NABRE version, which is the uh, the Bible that has all uh, that has seventy seven books in there. Um, excuse me, um, seventy. Uh, oh boy, now I can't even think. But it's got the seven additional apocrypha books in there. Um, let me think for a second, because let's see, the Protestant Bible has sixty six, sixty seven, eight, nine, ten, seventy six. So 73, excuse me, 73. Yeah, I actually had to use my fingers for that one, folks. Um, I'm just glad I didn't do the uh, the chicken, you know, pecking, you know, counting method that I used to do when I was in fifth grade. Um, but yeah, so I usually favor that Bible because I really enjoy those seven apoc- uh, apocrypha books. Uh, but I will typically bounce back and forth from that to the NASB edition. And so that's what I'm reading out of today is the NASB edition today. So... For those that really want to follow along in the Protestant style Bible. And so it reads Finally, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same thing again is no trouble for me, and it is a safeguard for you. Now beware of the dogs, beware of the evil workers, and beware of false circumcision. For we are the true circumcision who worship in the Spirit of God and take pride in Christ Jesus. And put no confidence in the flesh, although I myself could boast as having confidence even in the flesh. Now, if anyone else thinks he is confident in the flesh, I have more reason. Circumcised the eighth day of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to the righteousness which is in the law found blameless. But whatever things were gained to me, these things I have counted as lost because of Christ. More than that, I count all, all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them mere rubbish, so that I may gain Christ and may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if somehow I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Now that I have already grasped grasped it all, or have already become perfect, but I press on, if I may, also take hold of that for which I was even taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I do not regard myself as having taken hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, all who are mature, let's have this attitude. And if in anything you have a different attitude, God will reveal that to you as well. However, let's keep living by that same standard to which we have attained. Brothers and sisters, join in following my example and observe those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. For many walk, of whom I often told you, and now tell you even as I weep, 
that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God, little g God, is their appetite, and whose glory is in their shame, who have their minds on earthly things, for our citizenship is in heaven, for which we also eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body of our lowly condition into conformity with his glorious body, by the exertion of the power that he has even to subject all things to himself. And that is the uh, book of Philippians, chapter 3, verses 1 through 21. And so what does Philippians chapter 3 really mean? So in in Philippians, chapter 3 speaks about Christ as being the, uh, the proper focus during times of suffering much like what we have to be doing today. And I often will always reference the beginning of the show. If I remember to do it like such, we are going through these crazy chaotic waters that we call life in the storm. We're in the storm. We're going to be enduring times of suffering. There is no doubt. We are all going to endure the same kind of suffering. Fiscally, mentally, emotionally, physically, in some cases, spiritually, we're going we're gonna to suffer some pretty crazy things. However, again, like it says, Christ has to be the proper focus during times such as these. In Philippians chapter 2, by the way, it sets up this passage, and I know we didn't read it, but it sets up the passage in the context of persecution and oppression for the sake of the gospel. I probably should have let in with that, but... First, Paul discusses the importance of the righteousness through faith in Christ rather than by works. And then secondly, Paul talks about straining toward the goal of following Christ. Now, in Philippians 3, 1 through 11, Paul begins with a reminder to, quote, rejoice in the Lord. And he also warns his readers to look out for certain specific types of false teachers. Those who require Jewish circumcision or other Rituals as part of a salvation where not part of the true family of faith, but the true circumcision of those are those who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus. And that is um, stated there in uh, verses three, chapter 3, verse 3. But then Paul adds his own spiritual resume, noting that his reasons to boast in the flesh and they included circumcision on the eighth day, being from Israel, specifically the tribe of Benjamin, and being a Pharisee, and persecuting the church, and living according to the law. And Paul's point is that if any human being could be justified by the law, he would be. And yet, he considers all of that wasted in comparison to Christ. And nothing was more important than knowing Jesus. And again, that's why we always... That's our, that's our biggest goal here at His Hard Line. And by the way, if you're not sure who His is, His would be Jesus Christ, okay? This is His hard line that we have to hold. We have to hold that hard line for Christ. That's His line. It's not my line. It's not your line. It's not your mother's line. It's His line. And we need to hold that, that line firmly. We need to do it in a steadfast manner, and we cannot be compromised in doing so. Again, the enemy can no longer cross us anymore. 
And so Paul focus, Paul's focus is to be found in Christ, finding a righteousness not based on works of the law, but on faith. And his goal is to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. And he wants to also share in his sufferings, become like him in his death. And so in the second half of the chapter, Paul speaks on pressing on or straining toward Christ-like living. And that's one thing that I always strive to do. I always strive to be, try to live in such a way to where I try to be the best version of myself. And I think I heard that from, um, who was that? Matt, Matthew Kelly. He's a Catholic speaker, a great speaker. I love his story. He's a great guy. Yeah, the faith might be a little questionable, but the man himself, Matthew Kelly, outstanding man. And it's one thing he always talks about in a lot of his um, books that he that he writes. Always. And he may have borrowed it from someone else. I don't know. Or somebody may have borrowed it from him. But the two things that I always remember him saying is always do the next right thing and always be the best, best version of yourself. And I do my absolute best on a daily basis to do that. Now, some days I fall flat on my face. But that's when we got to get up, dust our knees off and say, okay, you know what, Lord, uh, we're going to try this again. Please be in my heart. Let's do better. And that's all he wants us to do. We're always going to fail. I hate to break it to you. And please don't be discouraged by that. We are always going to fail. But it's through the failures that we learn the valuable lessons of life. I can't remember specific quotes by specific athletes, but I think Michael Jordan was very famous for saying something to the tune of, you know, um, you know, and I'm, 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 I'm you know, what? I'm not even going to try to remember. It. I'm just going to look it up on the fly here. I'm sorry. And I know this is going to take a second, but I do not want to butcher this. Let's see here. Michael Jordan. On failure. Let's see here. That's what it was. I, I knew it was something to this effect, but I knew I would butcher it if I even attempted. He says, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career, and I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. We have to fail, ladies and gentlemen. We have to miss those shots. We have to lose those um well, we have to miss those game-winning shots, if you will. We have to lose a ton of games. You're not going to get any better by just always coasting and winning at every single thing. That's not how that works. Like I've been reading in the uh, training manual, the 2000-25, in yesterday's part five, I want to say. It talks about how the greatest asset in America is character. Well, how do you develop character? Well, you have to go and endure a lot of suffering, trials, tribulations, falls, failings, missed opportunities, squandered opportunities. You have to basically put yourself through uh, misery in a way, not intentionally, but, you know, endure misery and suffering. Because I hate to break it to you, if you haven't figured this out by now, and you're a fairly seasoned adult, you should know that life is not always perfect, it's not always fair, and it doesn't always work out the way you want it. That being said, God has a big perfect plan, and that perfect plan is sometimes not the way we see it, but, but that plan, which sometimes 
will smelt us like metal, right? To stress us so we can be stronger, right? And in fact, I was just saying to this at the pool, my wife and I, we were at the uh, aquatic center here in our, you know, where we have a gym, gym membership and we went to the, the indoor pool that they have and they have a really nice little aquatic center in there. And my daughter was on these little lily pad things and and my wife hates when I do this, but you know, I wouldn't be a father if I didn't. And that mothers, I guess some mothers just don't like it. And she's like, well, my father never did what you did. I'm like, that's fine. I, you know, I'm not your father and <laughs> that's that. But when she was going across the lily pads, I was, I was, I was pressuring her to stand up because there's like some netting that you can grab on rope netting that you can grab on, stand on the lily pad. So you have a, a way to get up. But she always had a habit of just kind of, uh, kneeling on her knees and just kind of scooching from lily pad to lily pad. And I say all that to say this, I told her, I'm like, stand up, grab on those nets, run across. And she goes, no, don't, don't tell her to do it. I'm like, no, I'm going to put the pressure on. Don't pressure her. I'm like, no, that's how a grain of sand turns into a pearl is pressure and time. So yeah, I wouldn't be doing my job as a father if I didn't put a little pressure on her. Now, sometimes can I overdo it? Eh, I'm sure I probably can. But in this case, I don't think I was. But she's the wife. I'm always wrong. So, shh. But uh, back to this. Again, we're going to fail. And pressure and failures and falling, all those things combined, creates solid character, which is the most valuable thing that not only you can attain, but again, it's America's most valuable asset. Now back to the, the reading though here. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. So Paul begins by stating that he is not yet perfect, but is working toward living more like Christ. And he does not focus on the past, but on the future as we all should. Now we always should look to the past and learn from it. That's very important. But we always should focus on the future and where we're going. And so he is committed to the goal of calling of Christ Jesus. And, and all mature believers are to live this way, as it states in uh, chapter 3, verse 15, holding on to the progress that they have already attained. And so Paul then calls the believers to imitate him. In contrast, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Don't know why, but something that brought tears to Paul when, when saying that. And so these people were focused on their own satisfaction and were set on earthly things. But in contrast, the believers, the believer's citizenship is in heaven. A little side note, I really hate that word. I hate that word citizenship. Absolutely despise that word. But believers await the return of Christ, and Christ will change the human bodies of believers into new body, into a new body like Christ has, and something that should bring believers joy. Absolutely. That's a very good reading. And again, that was the book of Philippians, chapter 3, verses 1 through 21. And so that is all I have for you today, something to reflect on. But like I said, I, I it states it in the uh, outro of the music, but I'm just going to state it once more here. You know, the reason this show is called 1% with him is because 1% of a 24-hour day is roughly just shy of 15 minutes. And I always encourage people to 
take your Bible out. And if you don't have a Bible with you, grab your phone out. There's a ton of Bible apps, or you can just go on, you know, Brave, you know, or DuckDuckGo. I mean, I, I, I don't even want to use DuckDuckGo. They're no different than Google. But, you know, whatever search engine you use, you can find Bible chapters. Listen, you got a phone. You can find a lot. But my point is, spend at least minimum 15 minutes, no less. Okay, the show used to be called 1% or less with him. No, we're not doing less. We're going to spend minimum 15 minutes. We raise the bar a little higher. Because if you can't give at least 1% of your daily lives to Christ in prayer and reading at least one chapter a day, I guess I'm just going to let you reflect on this. Do you think he he didn't want to, you know, when he sacrificed himself to go be crucified on that cross, do you think that was a very easy thing to do? you think he had that in his plans? you think he really wanted to do that? I mean, for the love of everyone and all of humanity around the world, yeah, he probably did want to do that. But do you think it was enjoyable? Probably not. Now, some people find a lot of joy reading the Bible. I used to not find joy in it because it used to go way over my head as I read it. But as I continued to work towards walking in the shoes of Christ or sandals of Christ, if you will, and try to strive to live a life like Christ, which I fall very flat on that and all my face on that one too, but I try my best. But the more I invite Christ in my heart, more importantly, the more I start to understand and comprehend what's in the Bible. I forgot where I heard it from. But it's like it, I heard I heard someone say, you know, the more you read the Bible, the Bible reads you. And boy, ain't that the truth? Because there'll be some verses or some chapters I will have read four, five, eight, nine, ten times over. And on the 11th or 12th time, it's like I'll read it at some point, sometimes maybe with a year or two of life past me since the last time I have, may have read it. And maybe something in my life experience has happened that made me see something a little differently within the text. And then all of a sudden I'll see them like, why have I not caught that? Like I'll catch them. I'm like, oh my gosh, have like a major epiphany moment. Right. And and then you start to wonder, well, wait a minute, I've read this over 10 times. How have I never seen this before? Well, back to what I was saying. Sometimes you have to go through failings and fall on your face and you have to deal with suffering, but endure troubling times in order to build up that character. And so maybe it's through specific tough times that you had to go through before you were able to understand that specific verse in a specific chapter like I do a lot of times when I read the Bible. Again, I'm going to repeat this. The more you read the Bible, the Bible reads you. So, but anyway, that's all I have for 1% with him. It is Philippians chapter 3, verses 1 through 21. Tomorrow is Tuesday. So tomorrow, again, remember, as a little friendly reminder, um, we're going to be doing a His Hardline discussion. It is going to be a Brandenburg Block Hour special, something we typically don't do on Tuesdays, um, usually on Fridays, but can't on Fridays. So she will be in the mix for about 45, 50-ish minutes. Um, got a few sound bites I want to play, a couple clips, and then uh, also we'll do a 1% with him tomorrow. And as you all know, the Bible readings are typically at random. It just depends when I get off work or if I have to get right to yard work or if we're going to the gym. I have to, you know, I squeeze it where I can because first and foremost, I will have to say this. My family comes uh, right right away first, the minute I walk through the door after spending 12, 13 hours behind the wheel of a semi. And so my daughter gets so excited when I get home. And when they ask me if I want to go to the pool, my first immediate reaction is, heck no, 
because I am tired, but because the pool is something they enjoy, I say yes. And so I go. And I say, when I get home, I have to do the Bible podcast. I have to do that before I go to bed because I made a commitment to God and I cannot let him down on that commitment. And so here I am serving all of you, serving him. And at the same time, I'll be honest, serving myself because I get a lot out of this too. If I can be completely honest. And so that's all I have. And I really hope you all have a blessed day, blessed night, blessed afternoon. And whoa, I almost hit the music before a prayer. We can't do that. Let's pray. Man, where is my head today? Heavenly Father, thank you for giving me a little uh, nudge to not hit that music button. Can't forget a little prayer to you. And we thank you for all that you do for us. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, and that ultimate sacrifice that he made for us to wash away the sins of the world. And I know we are still sinners, but we are not here to you know, feel bad about our sins. We're here to recognize that we are sinners and we are here to uh, recognize and live with true, pure intentionality of walking our best life, to walk in the uh, in the sandals, in the footsteps of your son, Jesus Christ, to, to live as best as we can in comparison to your Holy Son. And yes, we know we fall a lot and we will fail a lot and we know we can never be perfect. But we can strive for it. We could always strive to be the best version of ourselves. And that's all I know you ask, as long as it's done with a pure, intentional heart. And so I ask you, you always continue to be with us in our walk. And as we go through some of these struggling and troubling times going forward, please be in the hearts and minds of those who have a shakier faith and they're not really on a solid rock of foundation. Be with them more if you can during these times of trouble, because we can't, there's a lot of people that struggle. And so we need people to remain hopeful and hopefully prayerful. And I pray that I can do the absolute best that I can do for you to get people to accept Christ in their heart on an each and every single day basis. So with all that, I pray in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's all I got, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you have a blessed day or night wherever you're at in the world. And uh, it's about ready to get nighttime here for us in West Michigan. And uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow for a 1% with him and a his hardline discussion. And I think, let's see, on Tuesday, we'll probably do a part six for the reading of the 2000-25 war man, um, training manual that was put out by the War Department. So again, very interesting uh, series that I'm doing. If you haven't started it, I will tell you the first uh, two parts, not so much relevant with uh, solid meat and potatoes with information. It kind of lays out the groundwork of the, of the manual, if you will. But when you get into part three going forward is when it really starts getting uh, juicy, if you will, with good, solid information. I was just telling somebody in the assembly, um, up in Alaska, I was just saying, I'm like, man, I'm like, why is this war manual, why is this training manual not taught in schools next to the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and the uh, Bill of Rights? And he's, yeah, absolutely should be. I think any homeschools, you should get this PDF and really teach it to your kids. Read it. It's, it's very short. It's only 155 pages compared to a fairly long book. It's actually not that bad at all. But it's a very good training manual, and I think every child, child should read it. In fact, every every man and woman in America should read it. It's it's packed with so much solid information. And it 
and it gives you an aha moment as you read it because FDR wanted all prints to be destroyed and to be ceased printing anything new. But of course, some have survived, survived, obviously. And if you read through it, you'll come to come to the quick realization why he wanted it destroyed. Because what everything that's in that book, in that manual, again, kind of talks about how character is one of the most valuable assets of America. Yeah, it talks about how to build up a strong nation. How to build up a republic constitutionally. So it makes you wonder, well, why did he want that destroyed? Well, he was not a good man. We'll just say that. All right. That's all I have. And I bid you all adieu and have a wonderful night or a wonderful day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heartline. Remember, we need to spend at least 15 minutes each day with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is literally 1% of our time on a daily basis. Spend a little time in the Bible. Spend some time in prayer. And you'd be amazed what Jesus will do to you. Drop. our website www.hishardline.com for all the latest updates.